fans and welcome to this week in nickelodeon history my name is captain eric and i'll be covering all of the nickelodeon shows and projects that started or ended between the times of march 6th and march 12th a little bit late to this week's episode but um if you have been following the uh, this week in nickelodeon history episodes uh, i had mentioned the loss of my grandmother's house a couple of weeks ago and this week my best friend and his family were moving from our state to another state in the country. And it's it's a somber feeling. It's a somber experience. It's it's certainly a lot of emotions that are flowing through. But all in all, I'm I'm happy for his family to be able to, you know, make a new adventure in their lives. If you just stick around the same area for your entire life, you're not really seeing much of the world. So to be able to to go out there and explore and and be around new people, that's an exciting feeling. So there's a lot of happiness, but there's also just a lot of sadness as well when when a friend that you've known for so long and their family just move from one area to another. And therefore, there's not much of a reason for them to come back to where you're staying. But, hey, friendships that, that are, are meant to stay together uh, for, for eternity will have a way to work, you know? I, especially in this day and age of 2022, culturing friendships online is so much easier now than it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. So um, I have no doubt that uh, my friend and I will be able to to keep up and keep in touch. Uh, but it's just certainly a just emotionally exhausting experience. But um, anytime I feel like I need to wind down a little bit, I can turn to some Nickelodeon to, to certainly help with that. Uh, but this week, we we certainly have a decent amount to get through. But I don't think it's enough to, to really sink into an entire episode. So I also found that there was a bunch of projects that uh, premiered or ended around this week on the Nicktoons Network. Shows that are not necessarily Nicktoons or Nicktoons properties, but that, uh, that showed up on that network. Those shows I'm going to keep to the end of the episode. So we'll get through the actual Nickelodeon properties that are, are celebrating anniversaries this week. And then once we're done, we'll we'll head over to the uh, Nicktoons Network and celebrate some anniversaries over there. But we're starting out with a movie that premiered three years ago on March 8th, 2019, Lucky, a made-for-television animated movie produced by the Nickelodeon Animation Studio and features the voice of Luke Skywalker himself, Mark Hamill, also featuring stars Kiro Kosarin and Ron Funches who I am just an absolutely massive fan of. His his work speaks for itself. I mean, every character I've ever seen him play or heard his voice come through, he, he always plays those characters with such sincerity. And it's hard to capture that um, with, with certain actors, but for Ron, it is effortless. So uh, I have not seen Lucky, but with with stars like that, I'm I'm certainly interested to check it out. I mean, you got Mark Hamill involved. It's one of the best voice actors of all time, beyond being one of the greatest film heroes we've ever had with Luke Skywalker. So, uh, yeah, Lucky celebrating its three-year anniversary. The movie was directed by Casey Burke Leonard. Five years ago, on March 11th, 
2017 Hunter Street premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Reet Shulvik and Mel Runderkamp, and the show has four seasons of 90 episodes. It is still ongoing, by the way, so if you are a Hunter Street fan, definitely let me know what you think of the show. A show that premiered six years ago on March 12th, 2016, School of Rock premiered on Nickelodeon. The show is based off of the School of Rock movie written by Mike White and directed by Richard Linklater. The movie stars Jack Black as uh, Dewey Finn, a guitarist who ends up taking over his uh, his roommate's uh, job, his roommate Ned Schneebly, his job as a substitute teacher. He ends up taking his his role as that substitute teacher and ends up trying to teach the the class he's put in charge of uh, of rock music. He instead just kind of throws out the entire lesson plan and and teaches these kids all about music and and how to rock and roll while trying to avoid the principal of the school who has got a bit of a, a stick up her bum. The School of Rock movie is literally one of my favorite movies of all time. It is one of my favorite Jack Black movies of all time. And it's a movie that... Once it came out was such a big hit with everyone, you almost figured there had to be more to this story. I mean, the ending especially kind of teased, not that there needed to be a sequel, but if they ever wanted to dive back in, I, I mean, seeing Jack Black with a whole new crop of kids trying to teach him music is is all you need to, to get me to sign up to go to the theater. I'm, but Jack Black is one of my favorite actors, so I should probably show my bias there but but anyway there was yeah there was rumors for a sequel for a long period of time there was also a broadway play that premiered in 2015 based off of the movie but then a television adaptation premiered out of nowhere uh, but it is a perfect setup for for a sitcom like this it still features the character of dewey finn uh, although not played by jack black but it's the same similar concept of the movie but done as a as a television sitcom uh, a teacher teaching his his students about rock how to rock secretly probably avoiding you know whatever whatever authority members are at the school i don't think that they have the whole plot detail about him kind of taking his roommate's position um, uh, Mr. Finn, the new substitute teacher and an ex-rock musician who teaches the kids. Yeah, so he definitely gets the job legitimately in the show. But the, obviously then still teaching the kids about, you know, being in a band and, and teaching rock music is, is then evident, which I, I absolutely like. That's totally a fine change. The show ran for three seasons of 45 episodes. Seven years ago, on March 7th, 2015, Awesomeness TV finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Brian Robbins and presented by Daniela Monet, the show ran for two seasons of 40 episodes. The best explanation I can come up with of Awesomeness TV is that it, it is the concept of all that, but in a YouTube age. It's not just sketch comedy in front of a live studio audience. There's also music videos and hidden camera gags that they also uh, film. It's it's segment after segment, you know, going from sketches, to, like I said, to a music video, just going, you know, from bit to bit to bit. Uh, I like the idea, and certainly it also ran alongside a YouTube channel, also called Awesomeness TV. So having those two run concurrently is a very smart idea. So... I like the concept. It ran for a decent amount of time, and and there's certainly more 
ways you could take this presentation of sketch comedy and especially aiming it towards kids. There's many different ways you can take that concept and and breathe new life into it. So bringing in the idea of YouTube, hey, that's just a new idea. And eventually we'll we'll get back to that drawing board and see what else we can come up with because sketch there's always room for sketch comedy. It's just how are you presenting it? Where are you presenting it? Those are always the things that can change. Ten years ago, on March 11th, 2012, Winx Club Legend of the Lost Kingdom, or Secret of the Lost Kingdom, premiered on Nickelodeon. The Winx Club was eventually purchased up by Viacom, uh, the company that produces the show and, and the entire series. Rainbow was purchased in 2011, and this was, I believe, the first product that was being made by the company that was then released under the Nickelodeon banner. I, I might be wrong about that, but uh, the, the Winx Club has actually been around a bit longer than this because I, I remember the Winx Club being advertised all the way back on the Fox box over on the Fox network, if if any uh, millennials remember the Fox box. Uh, whatever happened to Saturday morning cartoon blocks, that's literally a thing of the past now, it feels. But anyway, yeah, the Winx Club, certainly a, a fun little franchise here. If you enjoy uh, uh, fairies battling other fairies and monsters, I would certainly check out the Winx Club. It has a, a long history behind it, so there's a lot of the Winx Club to get into. The original creator of the Winx Club was Igneo Straffi, and the original show ran for eight seasons of 208 episodes. Also 10 years ago, on March 10th, 2012, Big Time Movie premiered on Nickelodeon, the TV movie version of Big Time Rush, the show and also band that is within the show. Uh, Big Time Rush, massively popular around this time, and it was only inevitable that this show, this band, would get to, to make the leap over to a, a big old TV movie in which it certainly involves the UK in a massive way. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but I don't mind taking the time to remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, or, you know, if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, go follow my YouTube channel. But yes, uh, Big Time Movie. If you're a fan of Big Time Rush, this is obviously well worth your time. I have only seen a handful of episodes of the show. It, it does have uh, a certain writing style that I enjoy, so I think I would enjoy more of Big Time Rush and maybe the Big Time Movie, but I unfortunately haven't had the time to check it out. But if you're a fan of Big Time Rush, are you excited about their comeback? Are, are you looking forward to some of their new music? Do you even like their music? Were you just a fan of the show? Please, Big Time Rush fans, sound out in the comments below on this uh, YouTube video. If you're listening to this once again as an audio, Find this video on YouTube and let me know what you think about Big Time Rush. I'd like to uh, I'd like to check that out. Eleven years ago, on March twelfth, two thousand eleven, Best Player premiered on Nickelodeon. The movie, starring iCarly stars Jerry Trainer and Jeanette McCurdy, was directed by Damon Santa Stefano. Also, eleven years ago, on March fourth, two thousand eleven, a entry I missed. From last week's episode, but nonetheless, I'm going to talk about it this week. Rango premiered in theaters. Released by Nickelodeon Movies, the movie was directed by Gore Verbinski from a screenplay from John Logan. The movie stars Johnny Depp as a pet chameleon, finds himself in the uh, in an old western movie of sorts, in an old, deep, dusty western town filled with animals, and the animation style at first 
may not seem like it's going to be the most family-friendly movie in the world, but let me tell you, there's a great story here, great characters. I love the way that they actually made this movie. I, I commend you even if you don't watch Rango. You should at least look up the interesting way in which they, they animated this movie or recorded the dialogue. They actually had the actors dress up in a way as their characters, not like in animal costumes, but dress up in their Western garb and on a soundstage actually act out their scenes. And that was then recorded and then animated over. And, and there's something about that movie that, yeah, you can tell that getting those kind of performances out of people really helps with the film. It's one of my favorite Nickelodeon movies that is not based off of a pre-existing Nickelodeon property, although it may be my favorite one now thinking about it. But if you have never seen Rango, I cannot recommend it enough. Watch that movie. It is well worth your time. And and honestly, if you've never watched it and you watch it off of my recommendation, I honestly would like to know your opinions. Whether or not you like it or you dislike it, please sound off. Let me know what you think about that. 22 years ago, on March 11th, 2000, Caitlin's Way premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Paul Bellows and Thomas W. Lynch, the show ran for three seasons of 52 episodes. I don't really have much to say about Caitlin's Way. It, it was a drama that came out at a time that I really wasn't watching dramas. I mean, it, I was uh, I was like nine years old when this premiered, so it certainly was was out of my age range, and that is okay. But it had a decent run on Nickelodeon. It's not like it ran for one season and then was canceled. It, it had a, a good following, and I've certainly... I've run into people in my life who, when talking about classic Nickelodeon shows... If they were a little bit older, they have brought up Caitlin's Way as a show that they enjoyed. So I've I've heard people bring it up. And if you're a fan of it, I, I certainly would like to know what you think of it. And finally for this week, 33 years ago, on March 10th, 1989, we had the final episode of Finders Keepers, a classic Nickelodeon game show that was created by Jeffrey Darby, Bonnie Grossberg, Michael Klinghoffer, Neil Krupnik, and Dee LaDuke. I did that all in one take, and if I didn't mess up any of those names, like that, I'm saying that's impressive. There was no prep on that either, even though I've, I think I've gone through this, those names before. But to see that those list of names and to say them all in one take without really messing up, I don't mind some self-congratulatory pats on the back here. On my ship. The show ran for 195 episodes, 130 episodes on Nickelodeon, and 65 once it hit syndication. Uh, it is, as you could probably tell by the name, a kind of finding and seeking type of game that, of course, is involved a part of the game show, but uh, there's actually two rounds in a in a game and each round is split into two halves the first half of each round is involved with finding hidden pictures in a, in a big drawing so if you're a fan of where's waldo or where's wally depending on where you are in the world or if you uh had a subscription to highlights magazine or you at least remember coming across a highlights magazine in a, in a doctor's office then you would probably recognize those fun little picture finds that's that's the first half. Uh, the second half involves going through a, a pre-built house on a soundstage and ransacking through the rooms, finding specific objects. 
Um, so the house, I, I, I've seen a few episodes here and there when this was running on Nick Gas, and I actually had that channel on cable uh, maybe like 20 years ago, and, and they would run reruns of this. So I've seen a few episodes of Finders Keepers. It's it's a fun watch, even if you're not really nostalgic for it. It, it is just one of those kind of out there game shows that you've never seen before. So watching it at least once is, is worth your time. Uh, now that is this week in Nickelodeon history. But I do want to cover a few uh, shows that premiered or ended during this week on the Nicktoons Network. A, a few of them I actually have some things that I, I could mention. And we'll start with 18 years ago on March 7th, 2004, we had the first episode of Kaput and Zosky, another one of those original tunes that, that you can only find on the Nicktoons Network, at least in America. Uh, I know that it was made in Canada on the Teletoon Network, uh, but it, it did not air on any other American cable stations that I know of other than Nicktoons Network. So when I first got a hold of Nicktoons Network, the two shows that were completely original to that channel at the time were uh, Corneal and Bernie and Kaput and Zosky. I definitely preferred Corneal and Bernie then Kaput and Zosky, but there was there was also something about Kaput and Zosky that I that was just so unique and I couldn't put my thumb on what exactly I loved about it. But everything from its uh, animation style to the voice actors they had, there's a lot to like about this show. I, I didn't watch the entire series. Uh, it only ran for two seasons of 26 episodes. I, I would say it's it's worth diving into. Um, it, it's country of origin is not just Canada. It's also uh, was made uh, for France three over in in France, the channel over there. Um, I I certainly think if you've never checked out either Corneal and Bernie or Kaput and Zosky, it is worth out of if you're a Nickelodeon fan, it's worth going out of your way to check those out, knowing that those were like original Nicktoons Network. Kind of like, hey, check these shows out from around the world. You can only see these on the Nicktoons Network. I think that's pretty cool. I I, I enjoy that. Ten years ago, on March 15th, 2012, we had the final episode of Ricky Sprocket, Showbiz Boy, another Teletoon production uh, that aired on Nicktoons Network. This show ran for two seasons of 26 episodes and was created by David Fine and Allison Snowden. Nine years ago, on March 10th, 2013, Iron Man Armored Adventures finished its run on the Nicktoons Network, uh, a show that was also made by the same animation company that worked on Skyland, if you were familiar with that, on the Nicktoons Network, got to work on this Iron Man show, which I gotta say, whether or not you like the show, it has one of the most banging intro themes I have ever listened to uh, by Rooney. I can not say enough good things about that theme song. Uh, and both seasons of this show are actually available on Disney+. Plus. So if you have Disney+, Plus, you can actually check out Iron Man Armored Adventures. I actually really enjoyed the show. I didn't watch it in its full uh, from beginning to end, but I watched more than a handful of episodes when they were on Nicktoons Network. I was working more at the time that this was on, so it was harder to, to catch it, but it definitely played in the background when I was doing some painting, when I was doing some work, uh, but I also caught a few episodes and I enjoyed some of the character development and changes they made to the Iron Man story, so I would say it's worth your time. It ran for two seasons of 52 episodes. That sounds like a lot, but it is a very quick watch, and there's actually 
other characters from the Marvel Universe that show up in this show, such as Black Panther and the Hulk. So if you enjoy Marvel and maybe not just Iron Man, there is more to see in this show other than uh, just Iron Man and Rhodey and Pepper. There's more than that in their story, but definitely worth checking out. Also on the same day, March 10th, 2013, eight, nine, nine years ago, Voltron Force finished its run on the Nicktoons Network. Another iteration of the classic 1980s Voltron series. Can't say that I'm a fan, but I do love the idea of robots forming a bigger robot. I, I've always loved that as a kid, so I can get behind Voltron in, in that regard. Uh, I, I absolutely love, love Voltron. And uh, eight years ago... On March 9th, 2014, the final episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! premiered on the Nicktoons Network. Now, Yu-Gi-Oh! had already finished its its original run, and we're talking the original show here. Not Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, not Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, or any of the subsequent thereafter animated series, but the original run of Yu-Gi-Oh! actually ran on Nicktoons Network for about a year, from 2013 to 2014, and within the same, uh, within the March time is when it premiered as well. Uh, I am a big fan of Yu-Gi-Oh! I was a big fan of the card series right when it came out. It was, um, it was the first time that I came across a card game that was at least, or at, you know, there was a lot of shows that had toys or products that, you know, they used in the show, and then, you know, they were basically there to help sell the product in stores. Yu-Gi-Oh! being a card game was very easy to pick up, and what made it easy was that the show that the card game, you know, that I don't, I think the card game was based off of the show, not vice versa. Um, but they actually, like, the rules of the game were actually followed somewhat closely in the show or at least as time went on they followed the card game a bit more closely but that's what was enjoyable about it at least for the first two seasons the first two seasons are absolutely fantastic animation wonderful like you know i don't want to just say just for the animation but for the writing for the stories absolutely love them they kind of go off the rails a little bit during the third season and onward it can kind of be hit or miss on whether or not Yu-Gi-Oh was good or just kind of stretching it to just sell more. But man, those first two seasons really had an impact on me. So uh, especially in the fact that we are celebrating its 25th anniversary this year, thought it was very appropriate to, to shine some light on, on some Yu-Gi-Oh here. It did, did air on Nicktoons Network. So it does count as part of this week in Nickelodeon history. That's it for this week's episode. As always, my name is Captain Eric. I hope you all, all are staying safe out there. Please keep each other safe. Keep each other happy, positive. Uh, try to be optimistic out there in this world. I hope each and every one of you are staying safe no matter where you are out in the world. Uh, those of you in Ukraine, if you are listening to my content, my heart is with you. Uh, uh, please uh, do what you can to stay safe. I, I can't wait to see you all through this. Um, and, and please, if there's any way that you can show this content out to other fans that may join the ready crew, by all means, liking, sharing, uh, subscribing, all of that does help. And it, it is all appreciated on my end. I love you all. And I will see you here next week. Thank you for listening. On the Lord, hear what Nick, on the Lord, hear what Nick, Nick, on the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.